Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Finding Joy Through Life's Trials podcast. I'm your host, Becca Ingersoll. I've had more than my fair share of trials, but I prefer to focus on the positive. This podcast is about leaning into faith and choosing to find blessings in your life even when life is hard. You can expect conversations that will put a smile on your face, a lump in your throat, and a fire in your soul every week on this podcast. I'm hoping this will become a safe place for all of us to come together and help one another realize that we are truly never alone. Now, kick back, take a moment for yourself, and listen in for some tips on how you too can find the roses amidst the thorns of life. Hello, my friends. You are in for a treat today because I am joined by my amazing, wonderful husband, Josh. And today we are going to be sharing the story of how I went into preterm labor and delivered our twin boys at 23 weeks, six days gestation. Um, If it goes long, then we'll end with when they were born. Or if we are really efficient, which is not likely since Josh and I are both kind of verbose, but if we are really um, quick in telling the story, then we might move into their NICU experience as well. Um, I haven't scripted this out, so they there might be a lot of editing involved, or you might just get the <laughs> unedited, straightforward, authentic version. <laughs> anyway. What? Hey, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing to be on this podcast with me. Um, For those of you who don't know, Josh, I was going to give you a little heads up. Uh, We like to use humor in our marriage and in our trials. And sometimes (laughs) Joshua has a bit of a dark humor, which does happen when you go through trials. I have found that out with several of my friends. So uh, just be aware, trigger warning, possible. (laughs) possible yeah I don't know what it'd be but maybe (laughs) you never know okay so I told you guys already about what we went through to get pregnant with our boys um and you know already that they were born early so I guess I'll just start with a couple nights before we checked into the hospital with my preterm labor so um I, re- I don't know exactly how long I was in labor. I know it was at least 80 hours, but that's just from when we checked into the hospital. And I suspect I was in labor for probably a whole day before that, if not longer, but I'm not positive because it was my one and only pregnancy. And I had read a lot of things in my multiple groups about round ligament pain, and I thought I was just experiencing that. I wasn't... I had a lot of um, labor pains in my back, which I did not know was a thing. So I thought it was just back pain because a lot of multiples moms had talked about how their backs hurt a lot. Anyway, so on Thursday, the Thursday before our boys were born, we, Josh and I had eyeglass appointments. I don't know if Josh did this, knew this at the time because I have since learned that I'm good at masking and putting on a happy face, even when I'm in extreme pain or very sick. But 
I was miserable the whole time we were there. I just wanted to go home. I worked the full shift. I was a school librarian at the time. And um, the appointment just seemed to take forever. But do you remember me saying anything, Josh, that day? No, it seemed, well, you had, you had had a bit of, uh, you had always seemed a little sick for quite <laughs> yes, a while. that's and... an understatement. I was very sick throughout the whole pregnancy. Like, it yeah. was always difficult for me to know, to force myself to eat, basically. Yeah, so uh, you didn't, to me, it didn't seem like you were struggling more than any other day, but you were always struggling a little bit, so. <laughs> yeah. And I was very tired that day and I just wanted to sit down constantly and we had to like stand up, heaven forbid, and wait at like the tables for glasses and things like that. Anyway, so we went home that night and oh, I oh, actually I guess a bit before that, didn't I already call the doctor the day before and go in? I feel like I did. Yeah, yeah. Earlier in that week, uh, I think uh, it was like Tuesday or Thursday. You would where you were like, Wednesday, I, yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. You were, you were like, I don't know. Things feel a little weird, and you just wanted to be sure. So we did go in and we had an ultrasound earlier in the week. That's, I remember. That's and, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just remembered that. So that was the day before our eyeglasses appointment, and then there was, and I went home, had a good night's sleep. Well, I think a good night's sleep from what I can remember. And then Friday, I really did not want to go to work. And I also, sorry if this is TMI, but I know now I had released the mucus plug. But at the time, I thought it was just some discharge, a slightly bloody discharge. So, but I'd just seen the doctor two days before. So I decided to call him and talk to him. And he said to, that it, the decision was up to me, but he he thought I would be fine from what I was describing, but he said to come in if I was worried. And knowing what I know now, obviously, I would have gone in if I had known what I know now, but I didn't. And I was, at that time, always worried about what other people think. I had taken a fair amount of time off already from work because I was so sick uh, much of the pregnancy. Um, and I didn't want to people to think I was a baby. I was like, I'm only, let's see, what? well, 23 weeks about into my pregnancy and I'm already this tired. I, women put, put up with nine months of pregnancy all the time. <laughs> and, um, so I didn't want to seem weak, even though I felt weak and like I didn't want to go to work. But I went anyway. I went to work and was very tired and tried to figure out what I wanted to eat, which was always a struggle. Um, that night after work, I, I remember I picked up food on the way home. So we love Thai food. We are big foodies and we had a restaurant that we liked on my kind of on the way home from work that I picked up the food and we got home and did I immediately say I was in pain Josh do you remember I don't I don't I don't remember either yeah what I do remember is halfway through the night I was 
so miserable, like extreme back pain, which was labor. Um, and I could not get back to sleep. I like ran a bath for my, like I was up on like forums and in Facebook groups trying to read um, tips on how to relieve this and if I should be worried. And I wasn't too worried, but the longer it went on, the more worried I was. And it didn't seem to me, and once again, I'd never experienced labor before, but to me, it didn't seem, I thought that contractions, I'd be able to like time, you know, that's what it seems like in the movies and the TV shows. And ironically, we were scheduled to like take our Lamaze class or birthing class, like the next week or something like that. But I hadn't had any training yet. And so anyway, my, what I think were contractions didn't seem regular. It was just constant pain anyway I ran a bath got in the tub did different stretches and exercises that I'd read about and nothing was working so by that morning um I talked to Josh and did we call the doctor before going in or did um, I we think just so decide? no no I think so yeah my main memory from that night is uh I was still over this whole week I just got was getting over that worst cold that I had oh, had like yeah. in six years that's and right. uh and I do remember waking up occasionally and I was like, oh, Becca must be downstairs. But again, sometimes you, uh, I thought you were just sleeping downstairs. I had no idea that you had been struggling the whole night. <laughs> yeah, know? I didn't tell uh, you. I didn't wake yeah. you up at all. Because once again, I didn't want to seem weak. But yeah. Stupid mistake. But anyway, that morning I talked to him and he was like, well, that doesn't sound good. And so we called our doctor and he told me to go into labor and delivery. Um at our hospital so I was not obviously prepared um we got did we get I don't think we packed at all anything then for no. like just a few hours I had you go yeah. back later to pack yeah everything. there was yeah there was no uh there was no packing we weren't even we didn't feel like it was an emergency really yeah. we were there we went to the emergency room but that's because well, did we go to the emergency room? I can't. No, remember. they told us to go straight up to labor and delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we so just grabbed I... things for the day and mm -hmm. in. and that was around noon on a Saturday. And they checked us in, checked me in, hooked me up to all of the fetal monitors, and how long? How how long was it before? the doctor showed up do you remember dr shepherd uh, uh not not too long i know uh, an hour or two maybe yeah i know i i dropped you off there and i went downstairs to like talk right and at this point they were like how long is it gonna be i was like i think we're gonna leave today you know i who were you talking I, to uh like the Family? hospital hospital oh, administration okay. oh okay remember and oh then, yeah uh, registration and whatnot the okay. registration so then uh i walked back upstairs and they were and I was like, oh, where is she? They're like, she's in labor. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, what? So that's how you I found like, out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I and uh at this point, so I walked in and I like labor. And then then I was like, oh, we're probably all right. We're probably in my head, I was like, we must be close. 36 weeks. And then they're like 23 weeks. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't even know how many weeks along I was. And then he heard it. He was like, oh. <laughs> uh insert expletive here <laughs> yeah yeah i was like wait this is an issue <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right you don't say yeah 
Yeah. And yeah. another thing is, I mean, looking at me, I measured, like if you do did the measurement around the stomach, I had, I was <laughs> pregnant with twins. So I was measuring as if I were, I was the same size as a full-term woman with one baby. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that he didn't think I was quite that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it, yeah. So yeah, then the doctor came, you know, uh, the doctor came and this is what I remember. It was probably the worst pain I've ever been in in my life for a while there. So first of all, they couldn't get an IV in. Um, I was cold. And so they had, they were trying all these things to warm me up and get an IV in and it was miserable. And eventually they got one in my hand, I think. And then my doctor examined me understandably and um it was horrible so i was in pain from labor and oh and they'd already started me on meds right like magnesium uh i i can't remember they might have waited they might have waited for the doctor to come might have waited for the doctor but anyway he was examining me and again sorry if this is tmi but like I'd never delivered before, and this is a guy with big hands, <laughs> and so he yeah. was he was um, examining me, and I was he was really worried about how much pain I was in, for considering that he was just checking me, like I was in extreme pain, and he was like, "If you're in this much pain now, I'm worried they're gonna come now, <laughs> basically." And they also felt some kind of bulging. So they were worried that the placenta was starting. There was some issue with the placenta. Those of you who are nurses would know more details about that. I can't, it's been so long and I should have looked this up, but I can't remember the terminology. They were worried about something and the doctor had nurses feel it at like two or three people were, I could tell that they were worried and that's when I it really set in for me and I was they they were like if it's this like as they were examining and they said whatever it could be if it's this then we're gonna have to take them right now and at the time I was 23 weeks three days gestation and that's the first time I remember crying I was like are you kidding me we have gone through all of this to get pregnant I can't lose these babies but they aren't even 24 weeks 24 weekers and and they're like but try and stay calm but I heard that a lot <laughs> when we were in the yeah. hospital try and yeah. stay calm yeah around this time like I don't know a lot of the other terminology uh but I know they said you were dilated at a four at this point and that triggered me yeah because I was like oh people that, don't get that was people. a couple days after actually oh that was, was that after? after oh okay I I, I reread my Facebook post Thank goodness for th- mm-hmm. Facebook posts because I didn't keep a journal throughout this time period. Gotcha. And that was the day I ended up getting life lighted. So okay. that's a couple days yeah, later. Because there was a rough night. This must have been, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyways, let's continue. Sorry. Okay. So um, somehow they decided that what they thought they were feeling wasn't what they thought they were feeling. And it was okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a nurse. I I have a lot of <laughs> nursing type experience, but I do not know the terminology. I should look it up and maybe put it in the show notes. But anyway, and my pain subsided a little bit, 
And it was just up in there. They didn't know how long I'd be there. They didn't know if I'd be on bed rest in the hospital for several days. They didn't know if I would be able to go home and be on bed rest. They didn't know, but they were hoping for several more weeks of me keeping the babies in, as obviously were we. And um, Yeah, a, a lot of the what they were talking about kind of made us feel like this uh, it wasn't normal, but it was also controllable, if that yeah. makes sense. Not well, not well, maybe not controllable because you can't control but not this. Unheard they, of. But not unheard of, and they yeah. and they we heard stories, you know, of uh, people in there for like two months, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so it went. It wasn't great, but we were. It kind of everything was kind of settling us in to think like this is going to be all right. We're here with the professionals; they know what to do, and uh, we just got to. Uh, figure out our new normal of like, we'll be here in the hospital for quite a while, right? Yeah. That's, I, at least that's where my brain No, that's started. what I was thinking and hoping too, definitely. Yeah. And <laughs> again, it's ironic, but um, I remember thinking, oh, bed rest, that doesn't sound too bad. I just want to rest <laughs> all the time anyway. If they can stay in, I'm fine with being on bed rest for a while. I won't have to go mm-hmm. to work and all of that. It's true. I didn't have to go to work for a long time, but <laughs> it wasn't all what I had been thinking. Anyway, so I, the boys got, well, through me, the boys got steroid shots to help with their lungs. I was put on magnesium for their little brains to develop better. And I, I apologize to any woman who's ever had to go on that. It was pretty miserable, like very hot and I was nauseated yeah. already, and sometimes that made me more nauseated. What were you going to say? Yeah. I was about to say, I think the magnesium also is used in some ways to uh, stop labor as well. Yeah, right? there were other things that they yeah. were doing to try and stop labor the whole time. And the yeah. whole time they were, I was being monitored. I had the little bands around my belly the whole time, and they'd come in and check, and nothing seemed outrageous. Yes, I would have contractions, like like I mentioned in a blog post or a Facebook post a while ago, I never completely stopped having contractions, but they were mm-hmm. very spread out. Like it got to the point that they were very spread out, like one or two an hour or mm-hmm. every 10 minutes or something like that. Anyway, so that was Saturday night. I remember <laughs> true to Becca fashion. I, I was, in the young women leadership of our church at the that point for mm-hmm. my calling. And this was like the first Sunday back after holidays. And I had been assigned or volunteered, I can't remember, for making birthday gifts for the young women for that year. And they ha- were needing them on Sunday in church and true to Becca fashion, I had procrastinated and they weren't done yet. So I was stressed about that. And I remember my parents drove down and my dad and Josh gave me a blessing. And my mom picked up the little birthday treats that were not done and finished them for me because I was stressing about it and made it so that the people in our church could get the young women could get them the next day I do remember that and stressing about it and thinking it was so stupid that I had to be stressing about that when I was in preterm labor and I was cursing myself for my procrastination (laughs) um 
anything else that day, Josh? Oh, he went home and packed after we found out that we'd probably be there for a while. So he went home and packed quite a bit of things, several things to that would tide us over for several days. Yeah. I remember that was a, that was an interesting uh that was an interesting packing trip for me because yeah. up to this point I mean we've gotten kind of used to it but uh I guess I wasn't completely thinking that everything was going to be all right cuz I do remember uh looking through the house as I was packing it up I was looking at things that definitely called out that we were having kids you know, like there were uh, there were like pairs of clothes that were sitting on the table. There were things like this. And I was like, if worse comes to worse. So I went and took all of that stuff and I like packed it away. I remember. You know, just in case, because who wants to come home? And then just be slapped in the face with everything, right? So, yeah. so anyway, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I, I just I didn't know that. Yeah. So, anyways, I got all the stuff. You know, I was overall kind of positive, but I guess I'm but enough also, of a fatalist. I'm up also enough of a fatalist that I was like, <laughs> okay, realist, at least, yeah, yeah, that I was like, okay. It's going to, if something bad happens, it'll be better if we don't stumble over these things every second while we're, you know. So anyways, sorry, you can continue. No, you're good. You're good. So that was Saturday night. We went into, we spent the night, Josh on the uncomfortable couch, of course. And um, we're there Sunday night. And Monday it was more of the same, like contractions off and on, sometimes more regular, sometimes less regular. The boys were able to get their second dose of their steroid shots. Um, yep. Yeah, the steroids, again, were to help their lungs. At 23 weeks, the lungs, the reason why 23, 24 weeks is, the, is viability time is because until this point, they can't breathe air. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're not the their lungs aren't developed enough to actually breathe there. So these steroids were there to to uh, to help. It it just uh, yeah it just kicked the lung uh, the lung development into uh, high gear. And probably these two uh, these two shots were probably the reason the kids did end up living is they were able yeah. to is they were able to have two of these two two doses of these steroids. Yep, absolutely. Um, so then we're brought to Monday and I don't remember the first part of the day. I do remember. Well, I, that... I want to talk a little bit about those nights. Well, uh, well the main, I, the main night that I know you're wanting to talk about yeah. is Monday night before I was life flighted. Okay. Were there other okay. nights that you wanted to talk about too? Um, maybe not. I can't, I, it all seems like one night to me. So I, I know. know. <laughs> I know. Okay. It's a blur. I'll, I'll just treat it. I'll just treat it all as if it happened on Monday night. Well, okay. yeah, I'll let you talk. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. This is yeah, yeah. helping each other remember. Um, we can say Josh has said Josh is an amazing writer. I think more talented than me. 
And he has said, if you ever were to write a book or an article about this, no one steal this title, but what would you t- title it, Josh? Do you remember? Um, sleeping with your shoes on. <laughs> sleeping Cause... with your shoes on, because he was always, throughout those days that we were in the hospital, on high alert. And even though he slept, he slept with his shoes on in case he had to get up at a second's notice and help with yeah, anything a lot or of it. call the doctors or whatever. Yeah, a lot of it is kind of almost the mindset you have to be put in in this. A little bit like we're like, we're hoping that everything's going to be all right, so we should get some sleep, right? But, you know, the, all these unknowns were like, but at any moment, you might have to do things, right? So yeah. you're like trying to relax, you're trying to be optimistic, but at the back of your head, you're like, well, if I take my shoes off, you know, yeah, Murphy's I, I don't Law know. is that I'll need, <laughs> I'll be needed. Yep, yep, and, exactly. And it'll take exactly. longer to get ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Monday afternoon, um, the age-old uh, tale of Becca's pregnancy saga. I was hungry but didn't know what I wanted to eat, and so after lots of trying to decide what I wanted, we landed on Jersey Mike. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, no, Jimmy you're Jones. right. Jimmy John's. We hadn't had Jersey Mike's yet. Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. And so Josh went out to get it. And um, to this day, I do not like Jimmy <laughs> John's. <laughs> you can imagine how well it settled. It didn't settle well. You liked it while you were eating it. While I was eating it, but it did not last in yeah. my stomach. Um, yeah. And I also remember... I kind of joke, I used to watch Bachelor and Bachelorette religiously, like we would have Bachelor viewing parties and all all sorts of things, and it's just something that I don't do anymore, but at the time, uh, which season was it? I think it was Nick Vial's season, and it was a Monday night, so I was planning on watching Bachelor, and I did watch Bachelor, and to this day, I joke that the damn drama from Bachelor made me (laughs) deliver the kids the next day. Uh, Anyway, oh, and also, well, I just remembered this. While Josh was gone getting the food, that was the first time I'd gotten up enough motivation and energy to take a shower while he was gone, Mm, and that wore me out i was so tired after the shower i was and to this day i'm like should i have not taken a shower should i have just ne- never stood up i don't know i don't know all of the what ifs that don't do any good thinking about now but so we had the jimmy johns i was watching bachelor and throughout that night at some point the contraction started getting worse and worse <laughs> and worse again right yep it was one of those times, yeah, it was one of those times I, like, when you were experiencing it, uh, you know, uh, you know, watching something without any power to do something's a little difficult, but I do remember, like, just laying there, being like, okay, and I'd be, like, timing things myself, you know, I'd be like, I'd be like, everything's fine, if everything goes another hour, or another half an hour, another five minutes, or whatever, things are going to be fine, and then, and then, it would feel like, okay, are things going to be right? And then I could tell, like, you'd be like, oh, like you would start, mm-hmm. you would start, uh, I could just tell how uncomfortable you were, right? You'd call out or you, I could just tell you'd be in pain. And that, that happened all night, 
I do remember this. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult kind to of... be, it's difficult to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So, kind of like how I felt once Lincoln got cancer. You, yeah, you feel helpless, but you are trying to control anything you can and keep track of things. Yeah. 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 I, I just remembered. So I watched Bachelor. We were also at that time rewatching Prison Break. And we were, I was watching This Is Us. And it's one of the, it's probably PTSD related. I do not watch any of them now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, throughout that night, it was really rough and kept getting worse and worse. Um, and I remember I was kind of trying to sleep, but couldn't sleep well, but was kind of dozing. And I remember waking up briefly and Josh was standing over me, giving me a blessing. I remember that. Do you want to talk about that that. at all? No, just, I I forgot about that. (laughs) You know, I, we're giving me and the boys blessings. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, just, you just feel so helpless. You're like, the only thing I can do is, is this. And I was like, it's happened over and over again, but I'll just keep doing this. And uh, I forgot about that. So, yeah. yeah. So I remember that and being grateful that he had the priesthood. And I was obviously thinking, you know, constant prayers this whole time, like internal mental prayers. And lots of support, lots of people praying for us, but you just didn't know what was going to happen. Around, based on, I I think I remember this correctly from my Facebook post I read earlier this week, around 3 o'clock that morning, my contractions were close enough together that the nurses decided to call my doctor in. So he came in and checked me, and that's when I was dilated to a 4. Yeah. And then he, and then right around there, he's like, well, we need to get her, like, uh, we were at Davis Hospital at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it had a NICU and stuff, but they weren't, they weren't prepared to have two 23-weekers. They said right. they could have probably had one, but they weren't capable of having two. Exactly. So, so that, they, they wanted us to go to a higher level NICU, uh, at least a firm level three. So they needed me to go somewhere else. Yeah, this was uh, this was six or seven years ago. Uh, there was a lot of snow going on, so That's right around this, snow. right around this, there were. Uh, I remember talking to the doctors who was calling around, and it was a lot of combinations of the NICU was completely full for whatever reason, the hospital was too busy, or uh, or some of them wouldn't take it because uh, some of them wouldn't take babies before twenty four weeks. You know, the University of Utah, for instance, I don't think would take it because it was before 23 weeks, if I remember. I mean, uh, before 24 weeks. The University of Utah, sure? I think. I thought no, it was sure. just that it was full. Uh, I can't. I can't I remember can't, for sure. I can't remember. The, there was one that was, there was the uh, IHC that was down, like, on State Street, closer mm-hmm. to Taylorsville. And yeah. then there was you. T- one one or the other of them was full, and the other one wouldn't take it before uh, twenty four weeks. So okay, yeah. And we were majorly stressing because yeah, those were the two that were 
in our no even not, not even both of them the university of I, utah was in our insurance network, network and, and i any, else, anything i anything see I wasn't. See wasn't so we yeah. were super stressed about bills and financials and yeah. having to be lifelighted somewhere else but my doctor was aware of all of this and he did every and he was um he was a veteran you know he delivered lots of babies had been a doctor for many years so he knew what to say and what to put in paperwork and whatnot he was yeah. trying to make sure he crossed all of the t's dotted all the i's to make sure that it was obvious to our insurance company that he had done everything he can to get us to an in-network hospital, but he wasn't able to. And then I wanted to also go back really quickly and talk about all of the snow. Um, yeah. We, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast yet or not, but a lot of the time in the medical world, you become superstitious of certain things. And one of the things I remember the nurses talking about there being so many uh preterm births and it always happened with blizzards they were like oh it's gonna be a rough weekend and yeah there was, there was snow all over well there were a lot of NICUs uh that were full yeah, yeah you're talking about superstitious it might be one of the reasons why uh why I didn't buy a ski pass this year because I know one of the like the day that we were going in was I was gonna go skiing that day that's right and uh and later uh Later, the the next year, like, I then didn't buy a ski pass for quite a few years. Then I bought a ski pass the year that uh, Lincoln got diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> true. You know, like, uh, I just, like, life yeah, is like, oh, oh, you're comfortable enough to spend uh-huh. money on something for yourself? Like, guess what? You don't get to. <laughs> yeah. I know, I just thought about that like. right now. Yeah. It's true. It's true. You, you have even semi-jokingly but I'm sure there's a belief in there somewhere that it's not a joke you have jokingly been like I don't know if I want to buy one uh bad things happen when I buy one you know yeah oh yeah not a good track record but you're gonna you're gonna get a ski pass a season pass one of these years son and nothing one of these years yeah until they price me out of it (laughs) (laughs) no we're just gonna keep making money you'll just be able to afford it okay um so the doctor was able to get us into a NICU and it was a tender mercy that we weren't able to go to either of the other hospitals he tried because we ended yep. up going to McKady, which was closer to our house than even the original hospital we were in. Mm-hmm. And we ended up loving that hospital, but they had to life flight me there. Um, oh, here's a story for you. So the paramedic, <laughs> the, the life flight team got there maybe around six or seven that morning, something like that. And the whole time I'd been like being checked or talking to doctors or nurses. And by yeah, this for, point. Yeah, for like two hours, you had been asking to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And you, they were like, just here in a just second, wait. you'll be able to go. Yeah, exactly. Like over and over, like there was some reason or other why I couldn't go to the bathroom. And I was just about ready to be able to go when the life flight team showed up and they were like, do you think you can hold it? I was like, I was just like, I'm pretty sure I can make it. Uh, Yeah. And anytime I tell this story, I'm like, thank goodness I had years of training as a teacher of holding my bladder because I needed it. I was an Olympian at that point. And so they 
that was hard being loaded into the helicopter and jo we had our Jeep at the hospital. And so yep. Josh needed to drive the Jeep to the mm -hmm. new hospital. So he couldn't be with me in the helicopter. I remember being like, it was kind of surreal, but kissed him goodbye right out on the helicopter pad. And that while I was on a stretcher, gurney, what yep. it called, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and um, then I got in the, small helicopter and they flew me to McKady and the whole time I was I mean obviously this is not a good situation to be in but I was not stressed about delivering on the helicopter I felt pretty okay right about that I just didn't want to pee my pants <laughs> I, I was just yeah. like holding <laughs> my bladder being like please don't let me wet the bed and we got to McKady. They got me in my room. As soon as I could, I was like, can I please go to the bathroom? They said yes. And because of the medications that they'd been giving me, um, they were measuring yeah. all of my output. Yeah. And so... Oh, and, and by the way, magnesium, the yeah. stuff you've been on for three or four days, makes you need to pee. Makes you need so. to pee as well. So yeah. It was also medically... It was a perfect it was storm. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was able to go to the bathroom. I put the little measuring thing in it before I went. <laughs> and this is TMI, but I think it's funny. Like, and I am not a potty humor type of girl, but it's it's funny to me even. Like, I just kept yeah. going and going and going. And I finally got done and went out. And the nurse measured it. And she was like, oh, my gosh. I have never seen that much urine come out of one person in one sitting before. I was like. Yep, I've had a lot of practice holding my bladder, <laughs> and I didn't wet the bed. But anyway, were no. you going to say something, Josh? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, you're not a potty. It took Becca like two or three years of me wheedling her before she said the word poop in my presence, I think. so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a huge fan of potty. <laughs> sorry, that's one incident that I make an exception for. <laughs> um, I was back in bed. They were checking things. And this is kind of a blur for me that day. I do remember that your sister Katie came to visit you and it was uh -huh. a really welcome and needed reprieve for you. I could tell that you were yeah. kind of stressed and I was really grateful that she came and spent lunch in the day with you. Yeah. Yeah. When you got loaded up on the, uh, when you got loaded up on the, helicopter and then I had to go and get in the car that was when I was like okay I can't do this by myself anymore so like I felt like I was like I felt like I I then called my mom called my dad I like felt like I needed to rally the troops <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's right this was yeah. this was something Josh did and then and my parents as well so yeah, yeah I called everyone like, everyone basically <laughs> started descending on the hospital just in case yeah um and I can't remember timeline wise. They weren't, they got me all settled and yep. miraculously, like they weren't worried anymore. They were like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, yeah, they got there and they were settled in. And again, it was, a, it felt a little bit like earlier on, but now we were in a different hospital. But mm -hmm. they were like, we see, we kind of got the idea that they've seen this before. Things have, Things had worked out well for other people that they had known. 
I, I'm sure some of this is because they've also, I'm sure the doctors and nurses had seen it go the other way, but yeah. that's not what they want to talk to people about. Right. right. So, right. So uh, there was this idea that things were under control as much as they could, you know, because yeah. so it wasn't, I mean, I do remember feeling much more relaxed that day, you know, after we got there, things got settled down and uh, things were more relaxed. So, yeah. yeah. Things were more relaxed. We were able to talk to, our family who came, um, you, you mentioned that they don't, they didn't want to, you know, focus on the negative outcome, but they mm -hmm. also, it's probably from a liability standpoint to a certain yeah. degree, but they also wanted to make sure we were fully aware of the possibilities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they brought in the whole Nick, well, not the whole NICU team, but they yeah. brought in NICU doctors, a social yeah. worker, a Correct. team of people to go talk to us and go over what things would look like if they came and what they would do when they would determine if I needed a C-section or not, what um, side effects yeah. is the word I'm looking for, but what kinds of issues we'd be working with, with the boys being delivered that early. So this was at 23 weeks. Six days no, well, I, I want to bring up like they, when they were talking to us the first time, uh, the doctors themselves were thinking it was going to we were going to have days or weeks. Yeah, because remember, they ha we had these conversations with uh, the doctors and that they gave us like prognosis numbers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And then, well, then would they had to have that same conversation later with the actual like what actually happened because they were thinking they were giving us numbers for if they were born three or four or a week later you know? yeah 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 that's right i remembered that they had the discussion with us twice yeah. but i could not remember why the second yep. one it was was one before i delivered and one after yep okay. yep yep okay. one one was before and one was after and that's because before well did, they weren't when they were talking to us they were like we they expected to have days at least and at this point at 23 weeks and uh you know every single day is like a huge uh, it's like a large increase in uh in like right around 24 weeks yeah. in the development so you know every single day is is a big change in the number of problems and the number of uh you know i sometimes in my head this uh I think of these things and then when people are like, oh, my baby was born, I, I, I just know, I just know too much now. Well, maybe not too much, but about what each week means, you yeah. know? And then if I hear someone went preterm be after 28 weeks, I'm like, oh, everything's going to be fine. Most likely. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. It's like, still very, like, very early, but yeah, yeah in comparison. You know, like, like I was like, oh, you got a long hospital stay and they suck, but you know, and it's not, it's not diminishing the idea, but I just, I'm like, I just know that like after 28 weeks, like the likelihood of like long-term effects and all of this stuff, it doesn't change the fact in the moment that my baby just got born at 29 weeks. Right. Yeah. And then I'm in the hospital for three months, you know, right. it doesn't diminish that. But in my head, I'm like, but that baby is most likely going to be, no one's going to, you know, you know, going to survive them. It's okay. going to survive. Yeah. 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 Anyways, so, so sorry. No, you're good. So yeah. um, 23 weekers had a, have a 50-50% chance survival rate. 
but 24 weeks, 20, if we were talking about 20, cause every day is important. Remember? You're right. 20, you're right. You know, like 20, 23 and five days is different than, than, than just uh, 23. Yeah. This is what I remember. I remember the first time the NICU doctors talked to us and they were giving us the statistics. I remember being like, please make me, I remember thinking in my head, please make it to 24 weeks, please make it to 24 weeks, please make it to 24 mm-hmm. weeks. And now since we know that our boys survived, I'm like, I claim that they were 23 weekers. <laughs> I'm like, <"This laughs> well, they, just they, like they, barely 23 yeah, weekers. Yeah, it been a few hours later, they'd be 24 yeah, they're 20... weekers. I'm like, hey, they'd be even better odds because they weren't quite 24 weeks. No, no. And well, that's why they had to come in and have a brand new conversation with yeah. us because because they weren't 24. They were 23 in six days. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. Okay, so let's back up a little. You know that they were delivered, but so the NICU doctors talked to us. We were talking to family. We were having um, conversations with friends and family. Um, Josh decided that things were going so well that he wanted to thank the hospital staff for being so good to us. So he Uh, went out. Well, I always, this tended to be a, a theme for the throughout all of our hospital things is I just yep. want I just because they do work like you get so much attention you know like uh, like uh you know you get all this attention when you go to nice hotels or nice nice things you also get uh some of this a lot of the same attention when you go to hospital you know we were just watching the bear and the guy brought up the idea between uh that both hospitality and hospital both use the same word and it, and it really is kind of there. And I was like, I was like, well, bribery is always good too. And I wanted to make sure <laughs> yep. that these people, that there We're were all these people you're talking, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I wanted them to like us. So I was like, I'm going out and I'm buying donuts for the, for the nurses. Right. So, mm-hmm. and things did seem settled enough, you know, they again, were. We they were, were very yeah. settled at the time. They were. Yep. Um, so he and went your out. Friend, to... Your friend yeah, Molly I'm was getting... there talking to you. Oh yeah. Was she there when you left? I thought yeah, she, she got was there. there. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. I do remember. So I'm just going to share this really quick. So I have a best friend named Molly. We have been best friends since the summer after kindergarten. We are so lucky. Like, can you think of that? I'm 38 now. So how many years is that? Like 32 years we've been best friends. And I w- will almost definitely have her on the show at some point. She, um, is definitely an introvert more so than me. So I might not be able to convince her, but I want to anyway, she, I remember being in the hospital that day and I was, she doesn't know this. I've never told her this, but I had family and friends there and I had talked to Molly. She'd called to check on me and see how everything was going. And I didn't feel alone, but I remember thinking, I wish Molly was here. And seriously, within an hour of when I thought that, and she lived an hour away, um, she knocked on the door and showed up with a gift and was able to talk to me. And yeah, I've never shared that with you, but I love you, Molly. You, you came right when you were supposed to. <laughs> but so my mom was there. My dad, when Josh left, my mom was there, my dad was there, my sister was there. Molly was there. Uh, Molly was there, and I think my cousin was there. Maybe, so, yeah. Plenty of people were there. 
while Josh left, shortly after he left, um, my sister this, uh, and dad, everything was going well. So they decided they were going to go home. My dad was going to spend the night at my sister's. Um, and so they left and then it was just Molly and my mom. And we were having fun and talking. And literally, we heard Josh's well, Molly was getting ready to go. That's right. Molly was getting ready to go. I heard Josh's voice down the hall announcing that he had donuts to the staff. <laughs> and I sat up in bed to hug Molly goodbye. And my water broke. Like, right then. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I knew it was my water, but. They had to do the tests and make sure I hadn't like just peed the bed or something. And You're like, well, I just proved I don't do that. That's what you should have said. <laughs> exactly, right? This is a water break. Yeah. And obviously I was scared at that point. Um so Molly was like, I'm not leaving now. So she sat back down on the couch. Josh came in and they informed him that my water had just broken. Yeah. And this was probably around seven o'clock at night on January 10th, 2017. And um, it's so funny because like I said, I'm not a potty humor person. I'm overall a private person. So I remember talking to Josh before about like, I was not someone who wanted to have my mom in the delivery room with me. No, <laughs> like no. I, I wanted just Josh. I didn't. And, I mean, to each their own, that's fine. But I was like, I don't want anyone else near me when I'm just in a hospital gown and bearing all, you know. And all of those thoughts went out the window in that moment of trauma. And I just want, was very grateful that my mom and Molly were still there. They sat on the couch and doctors were in there and checking me and they were worried and at that point I was they checked and I it was the water breaking and I was dilated to a seven at that point um do you remember anything uh yeah I was like oh yeah, we have till 10 it. I do I do remember that I was like oh we have till till 10 they're like not with babies this small I was like yep. they, they can be uh I they uh at this point they were they were scheduling around and they were figuring out with babies this small, you can't just be delivered in the room. You can't be right. delivered yet. Like you need to be in special places. So they were they were scheduling it here. They were they were expecting this to happen at any point. Right. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. There, it was a flurry of activity. It was yeah. definitely yeah. They I, they had called your doctor. He was on his way he in. He was on his you know? way. I had always said, I'm kudos to those of you who do natural birth I was not one of those people I was like give me the epidural I hadn't been able to have it for days on end going through labor I was like I want an epidural even though they were I probably could have done natural birth easier than anyone else because they were so small but I wanted the epidural they were able to give me an epidural very quickly they were kind of surprised they were able to give me one and then they wheeled me and Josh walked over to their basically operating room in case mm -hmm. things turned south and they had to do a c-section and um and i was able to deliver both of them vaginally surprisingly yeah the first... yeah, you're, yeah, go yeah ahead. your 
you have uh, I don't even know who the original because the twins were delivered by two different doctors. The twins were delivered by two different doctors. This is another funny, fun story. Like on their birth certificates, it has my doctor listed, but technically, the first doctor, Josh Allen, called him the Clint Eastwood doctor. Yeah, he seemed like Clint Eastwood to me. I to this day, like he's like flashed in as an important part of his life for like ten minutes. You know, he's he had like a Clint Eastwood like cowboy boots on. He had cowboy boots and he had the Clint Eastwood squint and uh, he and the swagger. Yeah, he had the swagger. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah. he very quickly delivered Lincoln at eight twelve p.m. Yep. And your doctor was in the building at this point. He was he in the building, but it. not in the room. Yeah, but not in the room. Yep. And he he had gotten to the room and was scrubbing in pretty much as Lincoln was being delivered or right uh-huh. after, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln came out. Uh, Lincoln cried. Lincoln, Lincoln like, and I was like, that looks like a baby when I saw him. I was like, what are people <laughs> worried about? I my, my brain didn't think that, but I was like, that's a baby. And again, I had no, I, uh, point, of I had no point of reference on how big babies were supposed to be at this point. Yeah. You know, I was like, he has all of his fingers. Josh he had is, eyeballs. Not all, is not always the most observant. He has been around yeah. a lot of newborn babies in his yeah. life, but not in the delivery room, I guess. Yeah, not not in the delivery room. And they're just bundles of blankets at this uh, lots yeah, of times. That's true. You know? That's true. So but they, they were all fine. But I they... was very happy that Lincoln cried. I remember because yep. that's always what they show in movies and shows, yep. right? Is, means he's going to be crying. Means, yeah. Things yep. going to be great. Things going to be fine. They, uh, they, and then they get shuffled. No, no chance to talk to the mother or anything. They no. get shuffled right into a separate room when they're that little, uh, yep. where they have to be put on oxygen and everything else. So yep, and check the vitals and everything. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no chance of being at, born at a twenty-three weeks, six days. There's no way he was gonna breathe on his own. So they missed yep. him right away, and I got ready to deliver Logan. Um, I can't remember. Did you go in with Lincoln or were you with me still for Logan? I was still with Logan. I was still with Logan. Yeah. Still with me. Okay. Yeah, with you. Okay, so delivered Logan at eight twenty p.m. So eight minutes after Lincoln, and as soon as Logan, and Lincoln came out. I mean, Logan came out, and and he didn't cry. He did not cry. Did yeah. not cry, and he was more like purple. Yeah, he was purple. Yeah, he yeah. was more purple. So obviously that was scary. No, yeah. I tried to maintain hope and faith that everything would be fine. And at that point, Josh went into the other room with the doctors so he could help cut the umbilical cords and. Oh yeah, they were yeah. Doing. I do remember inside of there again. It's a flurry. You had like two doctors in there and like six highly specialized nurses, and they're doing things like. Uh, they're, they're cutting the umbilical cord. They're getting lots of stats. They're they're administering. Uh, they're helping them breathe. You yeah, know, intubating. right now there's. Yeah, Did they intubate uh, there or later? Uh, were they just bagging or intubate? I'm. I think they were bagging at this point. I think, or maybe they were bagging Logan and Lincoln had been intubated at this point. Yeah. I could. I can't remember. I. I don't have a memory of them intubating either of them. Yeah. You know. So they could have also said to look away. I know when it might, it Lincoln might have been, got intubated yeah. for after his seizures, like several yeah. years later, they were like, a lot of people get queasy. You can look away if you want. You know, I do remember them being like uh, when they were they were getting measurements for Lincoln and they were like one pound, 10 ounces. And they're like, what? 
do we believe yeah. that they 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 forced the measurement like two or three times because that's they were big. expecting a lot smaller yeah yeah that's that's huge for 23 weeks six days right yeah that's... we 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 didn't know it at the time but since then we have had many family and friends who also had micro preemies and mm -hmm. when we compare our boys weight to theirs they really like we were super blessed that they were that yep. big. I, just, I remember the nurses being like, good job growing them, mama, because they were <laughs> each one pound, 10 ounces, and a lot of single babies that are born that early weigh less than that. So yep. anyway, yeah, I knew we would be oh. running long on this. <laughs> we're yeah, going to have I'm, to do a second. I'm yeah, I'm butting up right next to a meeting. Okay, but, well, let's finish up like in one minute. So, okay. so the boys were there. And they wheeled me back to, along with Josh, walked me back to the room. And my family, my sister and dad had come back. Molly and my mom were still there. And all of them were like, you're done already? It was that fast. And it was. I was done that fast. And I also had to go to the bathroom again. And so they were like, they were like can you stand up because I had the epidural and apparently this is common for redheads it had already worn off I was like yeah fine I can walk and they were shocked about that went to the bathroom and then we moved to a different room um and so then our babies were born they were in the NICU and in our follow-up episode we will talk about their NICU experience oh. thank Sounds you so great. much Josh Okay, no problem. Sorry, I have to bounce. I, I apologize. So. You're okay. Thank okay. you so much. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Sorry that ending was a little bit rushed, but it is a to-be-continued story, so you will get to hear the rest of it anyway. I hope that if you have any similar experiences with having a preterm baby or pregnancy scares or... NICU experiences, or really anything baby-related that um, you were able to reminisce and feel that you weren't alone. And next time I have Josh on, it will probably be soon, and we will be talking about where I left off through the five and a half months of Lincoln and Logan being in different NICUs. As always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you'd take a minute to do any or all of the following. First, follow or subscribe to Finding Joy Through Life's Trials. This will help make sure you don't miss any episodes. Just go to the podcast wherever you listen to it and click on follow, subscribe, or the plus sign. They all do the same thing. This is one of the best, easiest ways you can support me for free. So immense thanks to all of you who choose to do this. Second, it would also be incredible if you'd leave me a five-star review. Only do this if it's sincere though. Don't be a liar. Three, please also share this episode with anyone you think might like it or benefit from it. Finally, please go to my blog, mercy-rose.com and sign up to receive my monthly newsletters if listening to me once a week just isn't enough. I appreciate you so much, and I can't wait till you tune in next time. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you again soon.